Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse number 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. This, evening, or this morning we'll be focusing on verse number 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, as we gather here this morning to uh, be fed from Your Word, I know many of us are tired from the events of yesterday, Lord, but we pray that You strengthen our hearts, Lord, and help us to focus in as we are uh, fed from your word this morning. Hide me behind the cross and give me the words to speak this morning. Lord, I pray that even as we dive a little deeper into this great sermon of what it means to be merciful, Lord, it is counter to our culture, counter to our understanding when we fully grasp a hold of what mercy is. Lord, I pray that you'll be with us this morning. Be with us in all that we do and say. And if there's anyone in the building this morning lost, what word could be more a terrible diagnosis upon someone than to say that they are lost? If there's someone in this building lost and on their way to hell, Lord, we pray that you stir in their hearts their desperate need of Jesus Christ. We give thanks to you for all that you've done in Jesus' name. Amen. It was said that during the reign of Napoleon Bonaparte that a woman had come to Napoleon and her son had committed a series of crimes. The mother came to Napoleon and asked him to have mercy upon her son and pardon him. Napoleon said that he, it was impossible for him to be able to overlook his crimes and that justice demanded that he be punished. The mother, in, intent on helping her son, acknowledged that her son deserved justice. But she, in response, told Napoleon, I did not come here this morning to ask for justice. I came here 
and asked you to pardon my son based upon mercy. You see, justice is getting what you do deserve. Mercy is getting what you do not deserve. It is that when someone is found guilty of an offense, even if the offense is against us, instead of returning justice or what may seem fair to you, instead of returning that to them, it is that pouring out of our hearts and pouring out of our lips is not the chance for uh, the chant for justice, but when someone wrongs us, it is the outpouring of love and compassion and kindness and pity to another, even though they have wronged you. Now, as the Lord preached these beatitudes, they continued to counter the culture in which they lived, and they continued to counter the culture of which we live today. To give pity, mercy, kindness upon someone who offended us or someone who's done harm to us, maybe afflicted our family, caused deal to someone we loved. To have mercy is not the first thing that crosses our mind. Matter of fact, this is not what the Jews wanted. As the Lord stood there and delivered this sermon, the Jews didn't want a Messiah who was preaching that we should be merciful. They wanted someone to arrive on the scene who would overthrow Rome. They wanted justice for their mistreatment. Even more mercy in the day and age in which the Lord was preaching this text, mercy in Rome one of the popular philosophers during this time wrote that mercy was the disease of the soul. It was considered to be the supreme sign of weakness. Mercy was a sign that you did not have what it takes to be a real man, and you especially did not have what it takes to be a Roman man. The Romans encouraged justice. They encouraged courage, strict, above all, absolute power. And they looked down upon mercy because mercy to them was weakness. And weakness was despised above all other human limitations. So when Peter tells us, I think it's in First Peter Two in verse 3, that we do not render evil for evil. Or when we're offended or when we're afflicted, our offenders are forced to face out of us something that they do not experience anywhere else in the world. In us, they experience the outpouring of a loving heart. Now, I've often found that the whenever you're going through a problem in your life, whenever you're going through a struggle, the greatest comfort you can find in a struggle is to find yourself next to somebody who's been through what you're going through. For an example, when my dad died, I tried to tell Daniel Pearson 
all of the emotions that I was feeling as he asked on the day-by-day play. But he told me and he listened. He said, I hear what you're saying because, see, when you know what it is. When you lose a parent, your mind not only deals with the thought of losing a parent, but then you have the desire of all the things you wish you could have done with the parent that's now gone. And as I tried to explain all of those things to him, he, he told me, I'm just struggling to grasp all of these things. Several weeks ago, when his father passed, one night around 11.30, 11.45 at night, he calls me. He said, brother, I just wanted you to know I finally get it. I get what you was talking about. I get what you were saying to me back when your dad died. What he was saying is that now that he experienced the hurt, he could now relate to my struggles. When the Lord says here, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. It is to say the same thing that a person who has experienced the great acts of mercy should be able to dispense, to put out mercy upon others because we have been given an understanding of what mercy is all about. You see, when we became into these first Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are they that mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, all of those Beatitudes dealt with the inner person. They dealt with a person who had looked in on the inside and seen exactly who they were before God. And when we look in on the inside and see who we were before God and we become broken in our spirits and we become to a place where we mourn over our sins and we hunger and thirst after the Lord. And though we have this experience, we continue to fail. And as we continue to fail, God continues to pour out mercy upon us. And in the same return, The Lord has stepped away from the inward man that we've seen in the first four Beatitudes. And in the fifth Beatitude, he says the first four have now affected the outward man. Because there is no greater deliverer of mercy in this world than the person who has seen their sins before God and has experienced the mercy at his hands. We see here these outward manifestations of these attitudes, this merciful, this pure in heart, this peacemakers that we'll continue to see and study as we move on in the Beatitudes. But what I'm trying to say is that only a person who recognizes that there are a wicked sinner before God will see their condition and each day desire to deliver the measure of mercy that their heavenly Father has delivered unto them. 
when we understand that had God not showed us mercy the day he saved us, had God not showed us mercy today, that the ramifications of him not showing mercy to us would have resulted in us spending eternity in a, in a place called hell. But God has been merciful. Can, I, can we say that? God has been merciful to us even though we continue to fail him. Even more, in this salvation, we have been brought into a new family. We have entered into a new kingdom. And the Lord's request and desire is that all of the people that live in his kingdom and serve him behave like him. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I believe that we as recipients of mercy for our failures, as recipients of mercy for our mistakes, should be swift to deal with mercy to those who harm us, to those who let us down, to those who create an offense against us. We understand that uh, we too are guilty of harming those who we proclaim we love. When you read on in Matthew, you arrive in Matthew chapter 18 when the Lord was talking to the disciples. Peter said, Lord, how often or how many times do I have to forgive this person? And the Lord would go on to tell him, you know, 70 times 7. But then the Lord would go on to tell the disciples a parable. For those who don't remember the parable, it was the parable of the man who was in debt to his master 10,000 talents. And as he was in debt to the 10,000 talents, the day had come when he had to appear before the master. And as he appeared before the master, the man begged for mercy and found mercy from the master. And not only did he not have to pay the debt that day, but he didn't have to pay the debt ever. That man would leave the presence of his master. And the Bible would say that he would go down the road and find a man who would owe him just a few denarii. And as he finds the man who owes the few denarii, the Bible says that this man took this other man who owed him just this few denarii. The Bible says he took him by the throat. He cast him into prison because he desired to have this debt paid to him. But when the original master that this man who he had just forgiven this debt to heard that he had thrown this man into prison. The parable ends with saying that the man who gave, forgave this grand debt called this other man wicked. So what the Lord is trying to teach us in this parable is the things that we have been dealt with on a huge scale, we should at least be able to handle dealing it on the smaller scale. 
And when we have experienced great mercy from our Heavenly Father, it is wicked when we do not allow that same mercy to come out from us to others. It is strange to me, but yet it is real in each and every one of us that when we do wrong to one another, we desire to get mercy. We want mercy in the situation. Listen, I, I messed up. I'm sorry. Forgive me, please. Show me a little mercy. But when others do us wrong, we don't want to give them what we desire to have when we, in, we are in their position. Mercy is to take pity upon someone else in their situation. Happy are those who give a little of what they experienced a lot of. Now, we understand that mercy is God not punishing us for our sins as we deserve. And in lieu of not punishing us, for our sins as we deserve, it is the bestowing of kindness upon us. A merciful spirit is a spirit that is a, is a forgiving spirit. It's a spirit that does not retaliate. It's a spirit that when evil is done to us, good is given on the exchange. It's that when harm is given to us, that love is given to them. It is that we do not return hatred for hatred. The author of Lamentation tells us, speaking of the Lord, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. It is of the Lord's mercies. But with him being our example, it is to say that every day as we wake up, we are going to experience people who are counter to our faith. We're going to experience people, maybe even brothers and sisters in Christ who offend us, who cause problems in our lives, who have upset us along the way. The Lord says about these people, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain, uh, obtain mercy. Do you understand this? This is the great exchange. We give mercy to others, and in return of the mercy that we give to others, we obtain it. It is easy to not give mercy when we're not worried about obtaining mercy, but when we're looking for mercy, because we need it in our lives. We're willing to give mercy to anyone. But the Lord gives it to us in reverse. If you want to obtain it, you first have to be willing to give it. Even more, he goes on to say that, I mean, really, I guess if you was to take this from a biblical standpoint, it was mercy in the life of Abraham. You can remember the story of Abraham and Lot when they separated and went their separate ways when there was a strife that had stirred up amongst them. And then, lo and behold, 
Abraham hears that Lot was taken into captivity and being drugged off. It was Abraham's mercy that caused him to go after him and flee and go after them as they fled and deliver Lot. It was mercy in the life of Joseph that even when his brothers had wronged him, even though his brothers had sold him off into slavery and, and done all of these evil things to him, it was mercy that caused Joseph to freely forgive them. How do you freely forgive someone that has done all of those things to you? Because only this can happen by someone who understands how much freedom and mercy God has given to them. It was mercy that caused Moses as he went to the Lord and begged the Lord to heal her now, oh God, I beseech thee. He begged God to heal Miriam after Miriam had mocked him. It was mercy. He went on her behalf and beseeched God to do something and heal her. Give her the same mercy that you've given me as I failed you. It was mercy that caused David to not kill Saul when he had the opportunity to kill Saul. It was God's mercy. But this mercy, as you see here, it is exemplified, it is lifted up, it is magnified in the life of the unbeliever. I mean, in the believer. But in the life of the unbeliever, it is oftentimes hard to find mercy. It was said that of Judas, who betrayed the Lord, gave his epitaph when they spoke about Judas. Not to show mercy, but persecuted the poor. David says in Psalm, Will the mercy outwill show thyself merciful? Judas did not duplicate that which he did not experience. And if we truly experience from the hand of our heavenly Father, not only experience this mercy and salvation, but even failed him over the last week is new to us every as we think about that situation. Can we not be merciful to others? Chapter 2 and verse 2. Where according to the course of this world, the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the obedience. The spirit children of disobedience. Disobedience is what calls for us to not be, to not heed this. This is not even a real 
the Lord, but this is a, a life of a believer that we are. But what causes us to not be merciful the old man? It's hold out on someone else that which the Lord has not. from people who are in service those who are in service to the Lord to to those whom as Christ has shined down in their hearts where the sun is shining in hearts the the ice has the sun of righteousness shines its beams upon us with mercy and tenderness so what of this mercy that pours out of us by the world? It was said that Augustine for that body parted from for that soul is departed. I'm going to read that again. body from which the soul is how much more should I weep for that soul God is departed mercy is needed for this world from it is to say that as we Look upon the unbending that regardless of their future grim enough to look at the condition. I mean, just drive down here. You'll see people who are riddled with drugs. Not their future bad it is not their future grim or abusive their slave master is. Can we not captive by this world? I mean, as we when we push preaching in Mark, you see Maniac, as he ran through the city and he cut himself and, and he broke chains, you know, what a terrible situation, but demonic activity that possessed people in our land today. We should be mission of every sinner is as we look upon at the prince and the power of the air 
him in bondage. He is the one that is reigning upon He may not be face to face. But we see his companions in this world. As we see people who are drugs come up in crime, we have this loathing feeling towards them. Get away from me. Get this. Me, but the Lord says, because you have been given, because you have this under demonic activity, the same holds them captive once held you captive. Be merciful on them because you are under the control of Satan. So what does mercy does mercy do when we these people? I think it is in Malachi. No, it's in, in the the book of Amos. We with the people of Edom. All mercy. There was no compassion. There was no. Given to the people in. And as we go through this day in and we we should not be so quick to promote judgment that this is their fault. Only moves But it is a great pity. So much that of meekness words to the captive that arts into repentance and made a law that if 23, that God made a law to the children down the road Me's donkey struggling you are required by Law by God's commandment to go give aid to your enemies. 
great burden. And if that is God's requirement, we are to give who's under the burden how much mercy upon I believe an unbeliever who st- and so it is much more with people face the day should we seek to bring found themselves under the great Now, now this delivering of relief be received. It will not but nevertheless we are called to tell people it's found. Merciful. We are to tell found, regardless of how who is to imagine it in this situation is on fire. It, the your next door neighbor decided not to. Because he knew you was interrupt your sleep. And that's not care. And it's not we would be angry with the in this situation. That as we look upon, have enough mercy and compassion, as we look upon the we should see that the flames are billowing up around them. power of the air may take over full control and as do up in our hearts so pity compassion that as we look at all the that we should be willing to snatch Mercy is extend all and pursue all. Deliver someone 
Lord and Savior. But the heart of the merciful is always of preaching the the gospel is it's it's a ministry of telling this judgment is coming for the so a proclamation that God God has merciful he's merciful A way of escape for all the in Jesus Christ. Blessed are the merciful. Chapter 1 and verse 16 says that unto salvation. To mercy. It is this real for they shall obtain mercy. The Lord is declaring a prince. Blessings in order to give mercy. That is woven together Paul would go on to see that God is not mocked for whatsoever. He also reaped that that they're just unbelievers. Whatsoever a man so with that's how he Matthew chapter seven and verse two the Lord will. Judgment, ye judge, ye shall measure ye meet. Again. Merciful man, do with good. But he that is cruel. Blessed are the merciful obtain mercy. Leave here this evening. I keep saying this evening, I am tired. Wore me out. And I was just.
But leave here this this morning. And we see we see drug addiction, we see for what it is. Oftentimes, here and judge them right. To be is merciful. We understand that even the is because of Satan. All of us, before we were the call for us is like the sons of thunder. I want to Bible calls for us, the Lord calls for have mercy. Mercy, that's what the gospel. Yes, that is exactly who. But they need mercy. They need the Lord, they, they need the gospel. Looking for justice. To obtain mercy in our. We should be merciful. We should constantly. Face mistakes in our life. As we face. The, the encouragement from the Lord. Now, this doesn't mean 